YouTube.com slash Mayhew Mayhem. That's YouTube.com slash M-A-Y-H-E-W-M-A-Y-H-E-M. Welcome to another episode of 30 Minutes of Mayhem. I am your host, my name is Michael Mayhew, and I am here with my co-host. Hi everybody, it's James, and we're joined here today by this crazy whore. What's up everybody, it's me, Greg. 30 Minutes of Mayhem is available on YouTube, iTunes, Android, Stitcher, and Spreaker. All you have to do is search Mayhew Mayhem. That's M-A-Y-H-E-W-M-A-Y-H-E-M, and make sure to rate us five stars. Also, you can help us afford to continue doing the show by donating to 30 Minutes of Mayhem via PayPal. Just use the email address in the description, 30minutesofmayhem at gmail.com. And as I said, welcome to 30 Minutes of Mayhem, the podcast your mother can be ashamed of. And tell me, Greg, why is this the podcast your mother can be ashamed of? Well, because we talk about a lot of repulsive shit on this show, and we're not ashamed of it. That is exactly correct. We have a guest on this episode. He's been on before, and everybody seems to love his stories, so we, of course, wanted to bring him back on again to tell another story, and for this time to hopefully be on the entire episode, and that is Corey. Hey, y'all. Before we get started, I want to tell you a little quick story that uh, Greg told me, actually, a long time ago. And, uh, Greg, I would appreciate it if you just, you know, you let me tell it. Okay. So, Greg had Chinese food. He went to the Chinese buffet. And uh, he's back at his house. You know what happens when you have Chinese food, right? A guy runs right through you. You got a shit. He's telling me about how it's about to be a turtle head touching cloth, except for he knows it's not going to be a turtle head unless you're talking about turtle soup coming out of his ass, because there's no way, shape, or form that it's going to be solid. So, he rushes to the bathroom without even thinking without even knocking he just whips open the bathroom door at the worst time in the face of the planet so greg opens the door and times it perfectly to where his brother is in the bathroom and want to guess what his brother's doing he's not shitting he's jerking off so he gets in there at the perfect time where his brother just reaches climax so when he comes into the door his brother's well coming and his brother's reaction to Greg coming in the door was to try to shut the door, so hand off Dick, to try to close the door on Greg so that, you know, Greg didn't get any farther in. And Greg said to me, he remembers as he realized what was going on, he slightly looked down and he seen the Dick kind of like doing, uh, as Mahoney put it on an earlier episode, like cock push-ups. So it's just spewing semen everywhere uncontrollably and there's nothing that he can do about it and he told me that he just remembers come going everywhere before he the fuck was going on and hurried back out the door never spoke to his brother again for at least like what what was it like six months do you remember that story greg not really that actually i yeah the reason why you don't remember that story is because it never happened but if it did that would be the reason this is the podcaster mother can be ashamed of <laughs> right, right i was wondering where you got that story because i was like <laughs> i don't remember ever telling him something <laughs> like this before uh, i'm always here going like i can see some shit have me you know <laughs> thank okay, god i don't have a brother <laughs> oh can you imagine being even worse if you walked in on your sister and she was squirting everywhere oh my good god James was like, Corey's like, you know what? I'm done with this. Fuck you guys. Corey's slowly becoming, I'm going to put famous in air quotes. I know you can't see that. But on the podcast, everyone has enjoyed his his stories so far. So we figured why not, as we told you before, we would have him on again to tell. Why not have him on and uh, 
listen to another one of his stories. So uh, go ahead and take it away, Corey. This dates back to like 2006. A lot of us all worked at Winn-Dixie together, and I got off at a late shift. It's like 11.30 at night. You know, my entire family's asleep. You know, I'm the only one awake. So I got a shower, and I get out of the shower, and I'm hungry as hell. So I go and make this huge, gigantic plate of chicken nuggets. Barbecue sauce on the side. I'm ready to chow down. So I grab my first nugget. I dip it in, take one bite, and my phone rings. I'm like, it's calling me at 11.30 at night. I look down. It's Danny. I answer the phone. Hello? Danny! You're sober, man. You're sober. You're so sober. You got to get over, man. You're sober. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. They're, they're plastered. Where, where, are y'all, where are y'all at? They're like, we're at my house. Okay, that's fine. We've been drinking like an entire bottle of rum. We drank an entire bottle of vodka. An 18K. We're polishing off the scots now. I'm like, oh, God, y'all are going to die. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'll, I'm on my way over. So wait, y'all don't kill yourselves. I reluctantly put my chicken nuggets back in the microwave because I had thoughts of being back home to enjoy them so i get dressed and i knock my mother's door i'm like hey i gotta go take care of a couple drunk idiots so they don't kill i'll catch you later mom she's like whatever go by so i leave and i happen to leave my cell phone at the house didn't think about it so i get over there and i shut the truck off they're out by the fire and as soon as i close the door you heard slam who the fuck's at my house i'm like it's dirt dirt who dirty dirty I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Larry's on his cell phone, just walking around or talking to somebody. I don't have a clue who he's talking to. It, Danny calmed down by the fire, you know. Larry disappeared onto the front porch. No big deal. After like 15 minutes of finally getting Danny calmed down, he saw it and he just jumps up to his feet like somebody kicked him. It's like, where's Larry? We gotta find Larry. I'm like, oh god. All right, let's go find Larry. So we walk around the side of the house and we get to the corner where it meets the front porch and Larry is sitting on in a chair. And as soon as we get around the corner... Larry is on the phone. He goes, I have to go. He hangs up the phone, barfs all over the entire freaking front. <laughs> and then Danny just pats me on the shoulder and goes, well, I'm going to bed. See ya. And he just walks in the house. I'm like, you've got to be shitting me. And Larry's just steady puking this whole time. Just, <laughs> like he can't even hold his head up. He's puking so much. Somehow I get Larry stood up. I'm not making big jokes, but I'm not that great big of a guy. I'm only 5'9". At the time, I was only 180 pounds. Trying to get Larry up is oh quite a God. feat. So I get Larry, like, on my shoulder. I get him crept to the side of the house where there's a set of double doors. We open the doors, and Danny's sister-in-law and his mom, like, are coming out. I'm like, oh, shit, we just woke the bear up. And they're, like, understanding, you know, I'm like, listen, I'm sober. I got over here so they didn't die. They're understanding about that part. Well, Larry, somehow, through his drunken, closed eyes... Spots the computer right next to the door. He, like, leaps and pushes off of me, like, lands in the computer chair. Eyes closed, drunk as shit. He's like, I gotta see who won the Cowboys game. And he just steady clicking on the mouse. <laughs> I'm like, oh, good God. So he manages to get online. He goes to NFL.com. He manages to click on the Cowboys star, and it pulls up the score. He's like, I can see the, the, the star, but I can't tell who won the game. I'm like, Cowboys won 24-17. They really lost that game. Danny's mom and his sister-in-law, they're like, we're all trying to convince Larry, let's just go to go to bed. He's like, but I got to get on MySpace. <laughs> he gets on MySpace and he finds our friend Buddha. He's like, I got to I got to comment this. He clicks on his page. You know, I'm actually highly surprised he can he's able to function the computer up until this point. The comment starts out, hey. <laughs> like there's no rhyme or reason. It's just letters on the keyboard. And then Danny comes out of his room in his underwear, walks right past his mom, and slaps Larry in the back of the head. He's like, bam, shut up, you're going to wake my mom up. And she just reaches over, touches Danny in the shoulder, and goes, Danny, go to bed. Okay, mom, I love you. 
goes to bed. Danny's mom, his sister-in-law, and me to get Larry out of the computer chair because it rolls. Get him on my back. So Larry's like bear hugging my back. And I'm like trying to walk down the hallway. That's a pretty long hallway. Well, every step I would take forward, Larry would take a, like a sidestep and it'd throw me into the wall. I'm like, oh, God. Another step forward. Other side. Poof. Oh, God. <laughs> I finally get to the door because, of course, him and Larry shared a room. He's out at the end of the hallway, of course. So I like managed against the wall and he's just like giggling this whole time. Like, <laughs> and I'm just sitting here thinking, I hate you so much. <laughs> and I managed to open the door, get Larry on my back, and I get to the center of the room. And Danny all of a sudden is like, Hey, Derek, you need some help? I'm like, No, I've got this. Thanks. You know, where were you 20 minutes ago? You know? <laughs> I don't know how I did it, but I somehow got, like, the Hulk strength or something. I just, like, tossed Larry under the bed. He, like, giggled as he landed. He's like, and just passed out. I'm like, oh, dear God. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go make sure I put the fire out because they had a raging fire. So I get the fire put out, and I'm just kind of BSing with his Danny's sister-in-law. We decided, you know, I'm going to go check on them. Then I'm going to go home and finish my dinner because I got chicken nuggets. Hell, yeah. We walk in the house, and here comes Danny. He's in his underwear again. He's like, I'm like, what's wrong? He's like, I'm going to throw up. And he waddles out the door, gets to the edge of the concrete, and it's on his hands and knees and starts dry heaving. And I'm like, oh, dear God, this night can't get any worse. So finally, he quits dry heaving. He's laying on his back, like looking at the stars. And now he wants to talk. I just want to go home. It's like three o'clock in the morning at this point. Finally, get him up, get him taken to bed. Larry somehow managed to just get up on his own power, go to the bathroom because he's going to puke. But he misses the toilet entire <laughs> over this bathroom. And he passes out against the door. Well, that bathroom happens to be right next to Danny's parents' room. So Danny's mom gets up and tries to open the door. Well, Larry's head is against the door. She, like, shows the door open and grabs him up by the head of his hair. And Larry's just, like, standing, swaying, eyes closed, drunk as shit. She's like, you're going to clean this up. You're going to go to bed. He's like, okay. Any part about that until the next day. Because I'm outside trying to make sure Danny doesn't, you know, have a stroke or something. And I'm like, screw it. I'm, I don't even care anymore. I just crashed on his couch. I woke up the next day and they're, everybody's awake. And like, I'm the last one to be up. When did you get here? I'm like, oh, don't fucking start this yet. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you what went down last night. <laughs> yeah, I never did get to finish my freaking chicken nuggets. And lo and behold, my mother was pissed because I left food in the microwave. She's like, why didn't you eat it? I'm like, I was busy. All right. <laughs> Whatever happened to the chicken nuggets? Did they get thrown out or, or what? I was never told the fate of my chicken nuggets. So they were thrown away. Yeah, you'd probably have to if you just left it out in the uh, microwave all night. Like if you didn't put it back in the fridge because they probably would have like gone bad. Well, they, they were in the microwave. I mean, instant nuke, you know. Yeah, whatever. But... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was in the I past. Know. I'm just saying, I mean, I, I feel you, man. I that, you that, that would piss me off, too, if I didn't get to eat my food that I was looking forward to eating. But yes. in, in, in a way, Corey, he's still kind of mad at you for not eating it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you, go, you wasted the good food, goddammit. There was good food there, and you fucking wasted it. Yeah. I mean, looking back, I should have just said, fuck him, and just ate my chicken nuggets, and then maybe it went over. But no. Too much of a nice guy. I left my food there. I thought I was going to come back. No. Not happening. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Spiel of Fortune. <laughs> My name is Michael Mayhew, and today's topic for Spiel of Fortune is Most Embarrassing Moment in Public. Our first contestant is Greg. I was six years old. Of course, this was a long-ass time ago, like 1995 or 96 or something. During that time, I was on a Little League 
t-ball team we were having a game against another team and it was in the middle of the game i was in the outfield you could still see everything going on it wasn't like in a regular baseball field where if you're in the outfield nobody can really see what you're doing that well so i was standing there right in the middle of the game i had to take a wicked piss i mean i had to pee bad and i was like i could hold it i swear to god i can hold it there's no way i cannot move i can team down i can't move from this spot i just refused steadfastly refused to move or to like ask to go to the bathroom because i i i mean I, in my six-year-old mind i didn't stop to think you know they do have like other players they could bring in to replace you if something happens like all i could think of was we're in the middle of the game but despite my best efforts my bladder was just like you know what no fuck you we can't hold this anymore we're, we're letting this shit out and i just straight up pissed my pants right in the middle of the field like in front of everybody or nobody really noticed because i was wearing black jeans but just knowing personally like the fact that i pissed my pants in front of so many people when i had not pissed my pants since i was like a fucking like toddler i was horrified i mean at that point i finally went over and told the coach and my parents i had to go to the bathroom and i accidentally peed my pants that was when my mom was like you should have come right away when you hold it anymore and i was like oh thanks mom you tell me now already pissed myself <laughs> now did the, <laughs> did the coach tell you to go hit the showers and follow you in there or <laughs> oh wrong 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 sport wrong sport my bad <laughs> no um i i didn't i didn't showers. know i didn't know if that took place in pennsylvania penn state penn, you know <laughs> or whatever maybe wrong sport you know i think what happened was i can't exactly did he clean you off though is what i'm asking you when, when I, you I had think what, hit the i showers. can't remember exactly what happened let me get that as my pp let's see if we can get something out of it no nothing can't like remember that. exactly what happened i mean maybe maybe that are, is you, what traumatized? are you yeah, traumatized are you repressing it i can't i can't remember <laughs> Like Jeff Goldblum said in Jurassic Park, when you gotta go, you gotta go. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> that was when I got that through my head. Well, I mean, luckily I didn't learn that with pooping because that would have been even worse if I just straight shit myself in the middle of the field. That would have been even worse because even if they couldn't have seen it, they definitely would have fucking smelled it eventually. <laughs> okay, so thank you, contestant number yeah. one. Contestant number two is going to be James. I was at work, and I worked at Wendy's. I was on the cash register, you know, the one in the draft where you pull up, and they're like, oh, can I take your order? I was taking someone's money, and their lips were really pink, and it was really dark, and I couldn't really see them from where I was. I could only see their lips. Their lips were as pink as a pussy, is how I put it. It was really, really pink. And uh, they moved on or whatever, and I said in the headset person's lips, I, like, take a look at this person's lips. They're as pink as a pussy. And, like, it's it's dark, and that's all you can see is their lips. And there's, there's two buttons on the headset, one to talk to the people outside and one to talk to the people with other headsets, you know, your employees stuff like that well i pressed the wrong one <laughs> oh no <laughs> so i told the person at the uh, intercom that the person in front of them their lips are as pink as a pussy and they're dying laughing they're laughing their asses <laughs> off they're like i can't wait to meet you and like fucking hilarious and it was all cool but i guess the person behind them had a kid in their car and they got offended, so I got suspended for two days. But Aww. I was able to come back. But Aww. yes, I was embarrassed. I was like, "Oh my god, I did not mean to tell you guys that." 
See, see, at first it sounded like it was going to be okay, and I was going to be like, "Why is he saying this is something embarrassing?" It sounds like it turned out okay, but then you're like, but then the person behind me heard, and they apparently had a kid in the car, and I was like, "Oh, yes, that's why it was embarrassing." Yeah, I didn't even say, "Can I take your order?" I was like, "Hold on," and then I said that. <laughs> Hold <laughs> on, like, can I take your order? I was like, "Can you?" Uh, I was like, uh, "I'll be with you in one moment, please." And uh, I said that. And then I was like, can I take your order? They were like, we just heard that. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And they were like, don't be sorry. It was really funny. And like, <laughs> you're like, you're like, hang on one second. Uh, give me one second. I'll take your order. They're like, okay. And you're like, you need to check out the lips on that person. They're just yeah. as pink as a pussy. All right, can I take your order? <laughs> and That's exactly like, what happened. <laughs> I have one of those. <laughs> can I have some of those lips? I have two of those to go. Don't bother wrapping them up. I'll eat them here. Thank you, contestant number two, for your story. And finally, contestant number three, Corey. Me and two friends of mine. We decided we were going to go to Applebee's. I was with my ex at the time and really hadn't had a drink in like six months. So we decided we were going to go there and it happened to be happy hour, two for one. And we're just drinking beer. Well, two for one, I had like, I've ordered like four beers. I'm like eight deep. So of course, I'm getting like, hey, says a goose. You know. Well, our waitress was, I mean, absolutely a bombshell. I mean, she had a set of tits that would just, like there was no tomorrow. Infants were staring at him like, damn. <laughs> I want to suck on damn. <laughs> I guess a week or two prior to this incident, there was happened to be a bad car accident in Ocala somewhere where there was like, I guess there was a fire and people died. Our waitress is, you know, sitting there kind of BSing with us at our table. I'm sitting directly across from her and I am just enamored with this girl's tits. <laughs> like she thought a single friggin' word this girl is saying. Well, she gets done talking and I just go, wow, that's hot. And she just goes, <gasps> and then walks the fuck away. And I'm like, what did I say? Brandon is on the curled up in a ball, like about to piss himself laughing. So, and I'm like at a complete, you know, loss. Like, what the fuck did I? What just happened? Like, what the hell? They're like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, I, 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 the boat left and I wasn't on the boat. What the hell just happened here? They're like, dude, were you not listening to a single friggin' word that girl was saying? I'm like, nah, not at all. <laughs> She was just saying how that bad car accident, that fiery one, you know, I'm like, yeah, what about it? She was saying how that one girl used to work in friends with her, and you bust oh. out with that. I'm like, oh, you got it. <laughs> Oh shit. Like it was it was so bad. Like I like when she came back, she didn't even stop to say anything else. Like I even tried was like, hey, I'm sorry, you know, she just was not having it. I was just like I felt like a two inches tall, man. I was just so like, oh man, I'm so fucked up. <laughs> I'm horrible. Okay, thank you, contestant number three. And now I have to render the decision on uh, who won for most embarrassing moment in public. And the winner is... James. <laughs> James is definitely the winner. Uh, Corey's... Oh God, all three of them, all three of them were, were really good. I, I like the uh, ultimate confidence of Greg that he had to stand out there for his team and he was team down and then he pissed himself so it was like the ultimate disappointment uh in more ways than one whether he got uh sanduskied in the shower or not that uh that's neither here nor there oh, james's and Corey's are so close for me because james's was uh, they were both like similar things but the reason why i picked james's over Corey's was that james fucked up by not knowing that he put uh, he pushed the and accidentally busted shit out in public when 
Quarries was similar with the fact that he wasn't paying attention and bust out something stupid. <laughs> but James's was better because that the fact that he got suspended over uh, uh, from work for saying this. You love think of the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so until next time on Spiel of Fortune, goodbye. And for our third and final topic, although the first two were kind of about uh, embarrassment, I guess really you could say these are about embarrassment too, because, well, although they wield the ultimate power, but it's kind of maybe embarrassing depending on where your standards are and your morals are. But our last topic that we're going to talk about here on this episode is strippers. I want to go first since I haven't really said much so far this episode. My story uh, happened at my dad's bachelor party. Now, my dad wasn't intending on his party. The, the wedding that he had was very small. It's just going to be him and his uh, and myself and then his fiance and her kids, just something of that nature. And um, there was no intentions on a bachelor party. And so his best friend decides that uh, we have to have a bachelor's party. It has to happen. And uh, I was like, all right, you guys, you know, have a good time. And they're like, no, 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 no. You're going to be his best man, so you have to go too and i was like because <sighs> i didn't want to go because i knew where we were going and it was a byob place because they lost their liquor license from being shut down for prostitution so you know it was a reputable establishment so they you know open back up they don't have their liquor license anymore so we get there we're there for his bachelor's party and uh, we had to go to the convenience store across the street to get uh, beer to have it at this place now i didn't want to be there as it was so i wasn't really enjoying myself the only good thing about it is because it was a place in west virginia to where you could actually still smoke inside so i could sit there and have a couple bud lights which by the way were uh, by that point in time they were old and they tasted like shit and you could tell that they had once been cold and then hot and then cold and then hot again and then cold again and they tasted fucking awful so i was trying to kill as many of my taste buds as i possibly could by chain smoking to be able to force down these Bud Lights to hopefully get a slight buzz on to where I would be even remotely able to enjoy myself. Well, that didn't work because the Bud Light was just making me sick. While I'm sitting by the bar, they were up by the stage, and they come back to the bar, and I just want to leave so bad. These uh, new girls come in. It's like they brought in, like, the A team. Well, let's call it the B team. It's like they, they brought in the B team and that the D team had been dancing when we got there to where it was pretty much, you know, C bad C-section scars required to be uh, stripping at this point in time so they bring in the actual hot strippers and i was like, damn it we're gonna be leaving soon some of these girls are actually fucking worth looking at except for that one she walks by and at the point in time i didn't have my head shaved like i do now and she had shorter hair than me and she looked like a guy now i was debating whether it was going to be another situation like with Corey, although this was a full nude strip club so i had seen puss i don't know if it had previously been a dick or not but that there was actually puss in this place. And I was debating on the fact that, like, since this place is so sketchy and had been shut down for prostitution before, is there a chance that there's going to be a guy that gets up there? And I'm thinking this <laughs> chick might be a guy. So, of course, you know, what do they have to do? They're going to try to get as much money from you. So they're going to come up and talk to you if you're not sitting up on the stage, the ones that aren't dancing at the point in time. And, of course, because the one that looks like a man has to, I mean, there's no one else that she, he, he her, him, could go up and talk to other than me so she comes and sits next to me and starts talking to me and i'm like jesus christ i would rather shoot myself than speak to you so i think i said maybe one or so word to her and i turn away from her and turn towards where my dad and, and uh, his best friend are sitting and 
trying to talk to them and I'm giving it that look like I don't want this dude and this chick I mean whichever one it is bothering me and she's gross she doesn't get the hint she keeps inching closer and so on and so forth to me one time I look over in her direction when she's not paying attention because the uh, chick that's dancing on the stage ain't too bad looking so I'm gonna watch her a little bit and on the back of this chick's neck that's sitting next to me she has a fucking Nazi SS tattoo on the back of her neck (laughs) and I'm like what the fuck and then I look at her other tattoos, and she has Nazi-related fucking racist-ass tattoos on her. And I'm like, ah, oh, so this is a white fucking supremacist dancer here. This is, it fucking fits for West Virginia, I guess. So, I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. But uh, finally, we get the fuck out of there, and I don't have to deal with that anymore. But uh, nothing like, you know, a Nazi fucking racist possible man stripper trying to uh, touch your D. Yeah, I'd probably get drunk and go to a strip club and beat a stripper because that's what you do with them, right? You get the lap dance, you beat them, you get the lap dance, you snort some coke off their ass and then beat the hell out of them, right? Um, close enough. Oh. <laughs> oh, Corey, say, Corey says no. Apparently he and I have two different opinions on who are human beings and who are not. Uh, <laughs> now, as I've said before on a previous episode, uh, strippers are people, and uh, Greg brought that to my attention. So, strippers are people. Um, I know that. I'm aware of that. I accept that. Uh, hookers, maybe not so much. So why waste money on a strip club? Basically, you don't see the point of no. strip clubs. No, I don't. Well, you know what? Us uh, lonely-ass pieces of shit, you know, oh sometimes sometimes we like to have, even when we're not lonely, like to have women just, you know... It, it fills up, let's put it this way, it fills up your bank for your later spank. Oh... Well, I was I was about to agree with you. I do kind of see where you're coming from, James, but at the same time, it's like you know, it kind of gets boring just watching it on a computer, and it's like you kind of want to see it in real life. You kind of want to see like an mm. actual flesh and blood woman, like just doing something sexy for you. Now, Greg, you've also never been. Do you feel like if the grinding got intense enough that you would uh, cream your pants? Probably. Probably. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I mean. Uh, I'm, uh, the, I am, uh, not gonna lie. The uncontrollable <laughs> jism and, and or cock push-ups that we talked about in the beginning to where your dick is literally just throwing up inside of your pants? Pretty much, so, yeah. I'll probably have to go in wearing, like, two pairs of pants, like, uh, just so, like, as soon as, like, this, I... Depends. Yeah, I just, I blow my load. Like, it just, like, all gets absorbed into the first pair of pants and the second pair that I'm wearing on the outside, like, it all seems fine. Just uh, walking around the club with like a big ass stain on my pants. Well, of course, I probably wouldn't be the only guy there with that, but uh, I feel like you would be better off like maybe just wearing like going commando and wearing yeah, like a true. pair of sweatpants. <laughs> that's true. That probably would be the best. Because not only are you gonna get like your stains on your sweatpants, you're gonna get their uh, juices on your sweatpants too. <laughs> You know, maybe later, after you've uh, blown said load at strip club, when you get home later, or the f- you can give uh, your area a little, uh, your crotch area a little sniff sniff and be able to uh, <laughs> smell that rank Back ass puss, end. and then your bank is full. <laughs> so, Corey, uh, aside from jizzing in your pants, how do you feel about uh, strippers and strip clubs? Back in the day, it was strip club, hell yeah, let's go. Just all kind of money, and you're still horny at the end of the night. You're more broke than you how you left, and you're just hornier. And you're sitting there going, well, this dick ain't going to suck itself, so, I mean, you just crank one out. And, you know, pending how hot the strippers were or how bad they were, you know, sometimes you may have to crank another one out. <laughs> I've been on both sides of the spectrum. Nowadays, I strip club, and yeah, now 
I waste enough money as it is. Yeah. Now, I have been to some pretty shitty strip clubs. Uh, for instance, me and my uncle, we were leaving uh, Fort Pierce area. We just quit that day, you know. So we're like, screw it, let's go out and have a drink. So we're going out, and uh, we had seen this one strip club on US-1 for a while, but we never went in it. We're like, screw it, you know, it's our last night here. Let's go check it out. I think I was uh, 19, so I couldn't drink. But, you know, of course, I've always looked like I'm 30, you know. Most places didn't even bother to look. And they, they were carding everybody, which was my uncle in front of me. That was pretty much the line. They check his ID. You know, it's fine. You know, go in. It was five bucks to get in for him. Guy's like, I need to see your ID. Well, I wasn't trying to hide anything. I just, I handed my ID. He looks at it, goes, okay, it's five bucks. Well, I'm fumbling with my ones. I'll crumple up my pocket. And he's like, you know what, man? Let me check that one more time. I'm like, sure, fine. I got to charge you $10, and I got to put X's on your hands with a marker. Whatever, dude, I don't titties. Pay him 10 bucks. You know, by the time I get back in, my uncle is turning around from the bar because he knew they were gonna, you know, since they carted him, he was gonna, they were going to catch me. So he had a Coke and a beer. Of course, you know, guess who the Coke's for. So, like, we immediately, like, sit down at this table 10 feet away from this bar. There's, like, another set of tables and then the stage. Well, on stage is this horrible woman, like, just ugly as fuck. Fuda, fucking, like... Got a C-section scar. Like, her face is all, like, beaten with the whole ugly tree. God. Like, why did they let oh, people like that work in strip clubs? Then we sit down, you know, just start talking a little bit. And, like, 30 seconds later, the song ends and she quits dancing. She gets off the stage, walks right over next to my uncle. And, like, her crotch happens to be, like, shoulder level with him. And he's tall dude. I'm like, oh, dear God. She, like hold your thong off to, like off her hip and goes, you want to tip me? So he's like, not right now, darling. I'll get back with you, though. And she is just like, whatever, and just walks away. She, as soon as she walk, like, turns around, he's like, let's get the fuck out of this piece of shit. <laughs> Corey, I want to thank you for coming on and actually being able to stay for an entire episode. Yes, yeah. guys, I appreciate you letting me come back on. Okay, that does it for another episode of 30 Minutes of Mayhem. I have been your host. My name is Michael Mayhew, and I have been here with my co-hosts. James and Greg. Check us out on iTunes, Stitcher's, Spreaker, YouTube, Android, all of those places, and donate to us on PayPal because we could really use the money. That's it. I hope you guys have enjoyed yourself and uh, later, fellas.